the too much time all upside my head. <laughs> Part two of the Too Much Time on Our Hands podcast, where we go back into the world of the Riddling Reaver with the Riddling Reaver, part five. Thank you. <coughs> okay. I can do a more. I can do a more high en- high energy one if you like. That's fine. <laughs> At the end of the previous part of the Riddling Reaver, the adventurers made the walk of faith. Across the chasm to the temple that I'm showing them now. Oh, Oh, yeah, that looks great. (laughs) (laughs) The adventurers have walked into the shrine of destiny, but this is no ordinary shrine. Shrine. (laughs) Inside the white marble, there is not, as they might expect, a place of worship. The shrine contains, or rather consists of, a vast creature created in the god time, um, <laughs> which was a few weeks ago. Uh, when they explored the interior of the shrine, the adventurers will actually be wandering around the inside of the creature. Just saying, when I'm inside the creature, it's yeah. god time. When <laughs> I'm inside the creature, it's god time. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> the interior is lit by phosphorescence. <laughs> Excellent. So no lanterns are necessary. If at any time the adventurers use fire, the beast... Oh, hang on. Don't worry about it. Use fire if you like. <laughs> um... Okay. We move to location one. Which is here. Here's a map of the inside of the, of the creature. Oh, this has got letters as well. This is going to get confusing. Uh, oh, no. That's okay. Don't worry about it. It's not going to be too okay. confusing. So you start at number We're one. We're at number one. Um, so yeah, we'll just see how it goes from here. Yeah. The adventurers open the large, weather-beaten doors of the shrine and pass inside. They find themselves in a small square chamber, lit by hundreds of candles. By the doors is a pile of several hundred more unlit candles, and on the wall opposite, you, they can see a large circle of some black, rubbery hide... There is nothing in the room apart from this, and no sound but that of the eerie howling of the wind outside. So basically you're standing in front of an anus. An asshole! It's all up inside my asshole. Yeah, it didn't sound like that when you were describing it, but <laughs> it looking at the picture... I would have chosen the other end. Oh no, that's a bad idea. No, we're going through the arse. <laughs> no, we just come out of the arse, haven't we? Oh. No, no, this is... Oh, that's what this, we're looking This at. is what you're looking at. Lovely. It looks lovely, yeah. But it looks appetising. I've eaten bigger. <laughs> so, what will you do? Uh, sorry. What will you do? I think we should pass through the asshole. <laughs> the asshole is closed. Oh. Well, let me just tongue it a bit and just play with it a bit. <laughs> Adam's driver tongues at it a bit and plays with it a bit. I'm going to spit on it as well. I think that'll help. Spits on it a bit, but nothing happens. (laughs) (laughs) 
Andrew, will you try anything? I'm so confused. You met, you've kind of... I've tried um, everything. I, will t- I think we should pick up one of the candles and set fire to it. <laughs> Burn it with fire. All of the lit candles are stuck to their poles oh. with wax. There are several unlit candles Aha. on the floor. I will take one of the unlit candles and light it on one of the lit candles. As Andrew lights the candle, the air begins to sparkle in front of the circle on the wall, which means that someone from Twilight is on their way. <laughs> Brilliant flashes of colour leap before your eyes, temporarily blinding you. A rich, warm voice echoes in your mind. <clears throat> Greetings, travellers. <laughs> it pleases me greatly that in times such as these... There are yet some unpre- oh sorry. There are some prepared to make the sacrifice and join us. Do not linger, for your destiny awaits. <laughs> your vision returns, and you can see that the circle is pulsing open and shut. I knew it'd work. You catch a glimpse of a tunnel beyond, <laughs> which glows with a dull green luminescence. Quick, while it gapes. <laughs> <laughs> The adventurers overcome their revulsion at the pulsating sphincter of doom and pass through the agitated orifice. <laughs> the agitated <laughs> orifice. Brilliant. When it opens, you will you you see the phosphorescent glow within and realize that you will not need to take candles. Once you are through, the mouth seals shut. Sorry, the mouth. The anus seals closed <laughs> behind you. The tunnel you have entered slopes downwards. It is the trachea, or gullet, of the creature and leads down to its stomach. The adventurers will be forced along the tunnel as it contracts behind them. Okay. So, you found yourself into number two. Did you like the rich, warm voice of the... Yeah, that was yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> so, location two. After a short journey along the slimy, fleshy tract... The adventurers are disgorged into a large chamber. Luckily, your landing is cushioned by the gunk that lines its floor. Poop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's poop in the turn. <laughs> As with the tunnel, this chamber is lit by its phosphorescent walls. It is dome-shaped, although its shape is continually shifting. Its walls throb faintly, and occasionally ducts open in the ceiling and more gunk rains down upon you. Your feet are submerged in the muck, and looking around you can see slime-covered and partially submerged shapes. There are several ducts leading out of the chamber, and you can faintly hear strange sounds emanating from them. Uh. Yeah. Oh, oh, fucking hell! (laughs) Uh, Okay, so, uh, you found yourself in this great big... Horrible chamber. Um, so, what do you want to do? Go and um, I'm going to go and prod one of the weird slimy things in the slime. You prod the weird slimy slimy thing in the slime and find that buried in the muck of the slimy chamber are several skeletons of sacrifices that have been thrown into the creature. Oh. Most of their equipment has been corroded, but you might find something should you choose to search. Yes, we'll choose I want to search. search. Yeah, Andrew chooses to search. Among the bones and sludge, Andrew comes along a- across a scabbarded sword, which is strangely untarnished. The sword is magical and has the name Timacron. Timacron? Timacron? Carved <laughs> in runes on the blade. Uh, if its name is shouted before battle commences, it will fractionally speed time up for wow. the wielder. So Andrew now has bullet time. But I don't know the name of the thing, because you keep... 
chamber Chamber, you would no doubt be carried up in the air. 
this is what you see. Hmm. Oh. Wow, so we don't want to be carried up into the air then, because we'll get spiked. Are they spikes? Yeah, the stamina oh, yeah. uh, Okay. Yeah, you see everything? You've mm-hmm. taken in everything? Yeah. There's, there's something, there's a little twinkle or something up here. There is, isn't there? Yeah, well, that is. Maybe we'll find out. Hmm. What will you do? So we can't avoid the... The air vent, I'm guessing. You can. Um, to be honest, a lot of this is is what is how much you want to explore these areas. Okay. So, do we want to try and figure out what that little twinkle is? And I'll go into the the draft, go up and try and grab it when I go up, get up there. Okay. And then I'll drop down again. Try. Yeah. Oh, you bought me a die. Yep. Thank you. Oh go. shit. <laughs> Alright, test your luck. Uh, well, actually, getting up is easy. All you have to do is wait until the updraft begins mm. and step into the middle of the chamber. Adam Driver waits until the updraft begins and steps into the middle of the chamber. Mm. Yep, sure. Yeah, no, go on. No, it's not good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Adam Driver is lucky. You ha- When you hit the top, you are able to grasp a stalactite and are able to hang on when the downdraft comes. Andrew is underneath... Adam on the floor of the chamber while Adam Driver is up at the top dangling from a stalactite. Okay, so I'm going to go for the sparkly thing. Okay, let's have a look. And then I'm hoping you're going to catch me. Um, yeah, sure. I'll be standing well back, ready to catch you. (laughs) Excellent. You're much less boring these days. (laughs) I mean, you're much less boring. I've got a very interesting character arc where I've developed personality. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, Adam Driver, do you try to edge towards the twinkly bit? I edge towards the twinkly bit. Adam Driver edges towards the twinkly bit. Sadly, he's not that lucky. Oh, shit. Um, uh, so, you lose your grip on a stalactite. See if you can regain your grip. Yes, Adam Driver regains his grip. <laughs> um, he has found himself, over, he's edged his way over towards the chalice. Will you you'll reach out and touch it? I will reach out and touch the chalice. Oh, you lucky sod. <laughs> the golden chalice falls to the floor at Adam's feet. Oh. At, at, at my feet. At, at Andrew's oh, feet. Andrew. Yeah. Wow. It's a chalice or a goblet or a glass. <laughs> Adam Driver was lucky enough not to have uh, badly damaged or dislodged it too harshly. The chalice itself is in fact a metal sentinel beast that would have transmogrified into a terrible creature, but you have avoided it by being lucky. Cool. The we, gold... we want to be careful with this now. Yeah. The golden chalice is worth 20 gold pieces and should be treated with respect and gentleness in the backpack. If you want to take it with you, or you could just leave it. Oh, you just said it's a transmogrifying Only if you rattle it too hard. No. Can we throw it like a grenade? Into like We've enemies. got quite a lot of um, it will gold. Go for you. I think that sounds like more trouble than it's worth. What do you want to do then? Gently place it on the ground and let it get carried back up by the backdraft? I don't even know now. But I don't think it's going to trouble us. I think we take it with okay, us and just take the 20 Oh, yards. let's put it in the backpack. It turns into a man. No, I'm going to you. There you go. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Well done. You walk back to the poop chamber. <laughs> it smells like poop in here. Yes. 
Adam Driver observes that it smells of poop in here. Where would you like to go next? B4. B4. Jesus Christ, you guys never break the tradition. (laughs) We are, if anything, predictable. Yes. As you near exit B to take you towards chamber four. Yes, chamber four. Um, The passage is quiet. But if you listen long enough, you hear the occasional slapping sound. The chamber is suspiciously quiet, but its floor is covered with thick purple hairs which sprout from pores, like hairs on a turkey skin. They wave <laughs> gently in the slight breeze. What will you do? Oh, I will pluck one of the hairs to see what it's like. Andrew is seized by the purple hair. It locks him ah! tight. I'm locked tight, Adam Driver. I'm going to cut you free with my lightsaber that's broken. Like my soul. Adam Driver steps forward and is also caught by purple hair. Oh, shit. He is locked tight. Mm -hmm. What will you do? Watcher, what are you doing? (laughs) Hmm. You're just watching. I get it now. Um, What could we do? Hmm. Um, I will... Oh, I'm going to... Oh, shit, I forgot the name of it. Timo Corrin. <laughs> the wheel of my sword. Uh, <clears throat> Andrew screams out the name of his sword, but all it does is slightly slows down time for him. <laughs> but then I'll hit it with my sword. Sadly for Andrew, the purple hairs are iron eaters and they dissolve the sword. Oh, what? You just got that. Yeah. Sucks balls. You have lost Timerick, or whatever it is. <laughs> Timerick. <laughs> oh dear. Um, I will stand very still and hope that it lets go. Bear in mind that the Watcher, the globe, is still hovering over your heads. It has followed you into the room. Watcher, save us! I don't know. It lowers itself slightly down towards where you are standing and hovers in front of your hands. Watch it. Get, set us free from this. It does nothing. Oh, you dick. Go <laughs> um, in, grab it or something. Yeah, I'm going to grab the watcher. It responds to your touch, but not enough. I kiss the watcher? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Why not try doing that thing that you do at night when no one else is around to it? <sighs> Do you really want me to say Yes. <laughs> rub it vigorously. <laughs> vigorously rub the watcher. There is a puff of smoke okay. and a genie emerges from the watcher. I jerk off the watcher. <laughs> hello, it's genie time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hello. Hello, genie. You're always so upbeat. I like that. <laughs> I've been stuck in that watcher ever since you guys came down here, but I'm here to help. What can I do? Um, you can set us free. Wish granted, that's it, I'm off. One wish! <laughs> Bing! The globe disappears. <laughs> you just totally wasted it. <laughs> what were we supposed to do? <laughs> I don't know, it's the only way out. Um, there we go. Um, you escape and run away. Oh. Right, where would you like to go now? Let me guess. C5. Yes. 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 Well done. The adventurers methodically walk to the next poop pipe. 
Was it? Uh, this leads to right. You you walk up to the sphincter, exit C, and listen. There is a monstrous snorting sound coming from it, along with plenty of churning and squelching noises. The passage is extremely narrow and even more disgusting than the chamber you've just been wallowing in, which is hard to believe, and getting viler as you progress further. It also starts to slope downwards. It gets harder to stay on your feet as the slime builds up and the stench is abominable. <laughs> abominable. What will you do? Hmm. Push on. Yes. Keep going. Yeah, I, I, I can handle some bad smells every now and then. Sorry, what do you want to do? Keep, keep going, going. keep going. going. Push yeah. on and find out the root of this <clears throat> terrible smell. Let us see if you are lucky. You are lucky. You are able to keep your footing and gently lower yourself down the slippery pipe until you find yourself in a sea of bubbling gassy liquid. Just when you think that there's nothing else in the room, a mucolytic appears. Whoa! What will you do? It's basically a, a big snout on the oh. end of a pipe. I'm... Hmm. Where are we? Uh, you're facing it. Okay, we're in, the, we're in it. From your point I of think view. we should stay very still and hope that it doesn't notice us. Because it looks fucking massive. I do not want to fa- face the giant snotty penis monster. Mm-hmm. You have done wisely by choosing that. Well done. You are <laughs> you are lucky. You both stand stock still and the mucolytic's nose or snout or whatever sniffs you lightly but doesn't detect anything. What will you do? Can we slowly move through here? Maybe we should... Oh, it's sniffing us. Um... Do we want to just make ourselves smell absolutely horrible and just bathe ourselves in this shit? Make yourself blend in. Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> I'm noticing high numbers aren't good. No, high numbers aren't good. Um, as you lower yourself into the water, you lose your footing. Oh, the sudden shit. movement attracts the mutalytic's attention. Are you lucky or unlucky? Shit. <laughs> uh, no, the mutalit... The mucalit... Oh, fuck's sake. The mucalytic... Sees you are there and buffs you in the face with its snout. <laughs> Just like, yeah. Boop. What will you do? You have no option but to fight. Mm. Then we'll fight. Excellent. Adam Driver fights. I will draw my broken lightsaber that is broken, like my soul. No. <laughs> Let's be intelligent about this. Okay. Let's shove things in its nostril holes. Yeah. Interesting. Jam yeah, a load of sludge and slime. Shove it in there so it can't breathe. <laughs> the plan works. Andrew's genius idea to push slime and sludge and poop into the nose of the mucolytic. I added a poop to it. And, and, a, and, and the poop from Adam Driver's black cloak. Uh, yes, makes the mucolytic uh, very scared and it disappears for a bit. Maybe enough time to just run Unfortunately, you are not quick enough, and the mucolytic returns. 
Get some more poop. I can fire out a little nugget, but that's about it. Put more poop in its nose. Yes, you put more poop in its nose. It works. You'll try to run away. The mucolytic returns. (laughs) Right. Poop. (laughs) Yes, you run away. I I, I got no more poop in me. I just want to... You have gotten away. Excellent. You are now back in the hub. I think I've given myself hemorrhoids. <laughs> Where will you go now? These all seem rubbish. <laughs> These are pretty rubbish. D6. D6. So far we've got a chalice that might at some point turn into something and kill us. Yes. <laughs> pretty good. This leads to... Yep, yeah, okay, fine. As you lean your ear next to the orifice, you hear... Say that specifically. (laughs) Oh, that was good. (laughs) Which of those were relevant? (laughs) None, None. None but all. Okay. A short tunnel leads to a cavernous chamber full of large semi transparent balls. They are rolling around and jostling with one another. As there is no one and nothing else in the chamber, they must be moving themselves in some way, but you cannot make out what is inside them, though whatever it is must be rushing around furiously for the balls to lurch around so violently. On the floor of the chamber, there is a thick layer of powdered debris, obviously crushed by the relentless churning of these curious balls. (laughs) What will you do? (laughs) Oh, what's that shape on them? Oh, they've got little parasites in them. Mm. 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 What will you do? Can we get past? Mm. Mm. There's literally nothing in this. We run away! Oh, the stupid balls. Oh, you can't run away, actually. Okay, fine. Um, One of the balls rolls up to you. What do you do? Kick it back. <laughs> As you kick it, the grinding ball cracks, oh, revealing shit. a ball centipede inside it. <laughs> ball centipede. What will you what do? What the hell? <laughs> what will you do? Um, Attack or run? Uh, there's nothing in here. We might as well run. Yeah, there's nothing in it. No, let's run. Oh no. no, okay. No, we attack. Uh, we attack, obviously, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Attack! Let's see, let's just do this quickly. Uh, four. Almost killed. Yep, dead. Right, excellent. Um, fuck these ball centipedes. Fuck these ball centipedes. At the end of the conflict, the ball centipede is dead, but the two halves of the grinding ball are perfectly preserved. What will you do? Oh. Will you drag them back to the top chamber? I don't know why it's giving this option, but will you drag them back to the top chamber? Yes, yeah, I think sure. we will drag the Let us test your skills. to the top chamber. Your skills. <laughs> uh, you drag the uh, halves of the things with you up to the back to the chamber. Uh, right, where will you go? This Honestly, this is, this is even worse than the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go to E7. E7, yeah. right. That's half Adam Driver, half Dad, apparently. Yeah. Uh, right. There is a faint sound like the beating of leathery wings. Oh, good. 
So what are these going to be? Jizz bats? <laughs> uh, no, jizz rappers, actually. Um, <laughs> this has how been long... thoroughly disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> how, how long are we on at the moment? Uh, half an hour. It would probably be best if we, if we just decide to say, fuck this and drag the shells into the, into the poop pipe. Oh, really? Yeah, because the rest of there's nothing in here. The two pages that I'm looking at are just... We're getting to the end game, which is much more exciting. Okay, go on then. Well, this one. The adventurers decide to go down the poop pipe. Mm-hmm. Will they use the shells as makeshift poop boats? Well, yes. I think we should use the, uh, the ball sacks from the other room as makeshift boats. Makeshift okay. poop boats? Makeshift poop boats. I don't Let's want to not travel. I don't want to travel just in the poop. If no. I can help it. Yeah, we'll just try that Ah, it's a two. <laughs> it worked well. Yes. The poop boats work well and do not fall over. Right, here we go. The adventurers are swept along by the torrent, veering dangerously close to the walls as they swish round bends in the tunnel of poop. Every now and then, a fresh stream of poop joins the main branch, and now you hang on for grim life in the turbulent, watery poop. <laughs> by the reddish glow of the stream of poop, you can make out stalactites of poop hanging low over the river of poop like the fangs of a dragon. Did it actually say poop? You barely managed to avoid these deadly spikes of poop. <laughs> oh, no. After Obviously a nightmare not. journey through poop, the stream of poop empties into a vast cavern of poop. The pounding sound is deafening and the lake of blood poop swirls round like a giant whirlpool of poop. At its centre is a small poop island and in the centre of the poop island is a poop pedestal with two huge poop figures Grappling over it in the poop. Okay, so there's a lot of poop. <laughs> we, <laughs> the champions of the poop. Wow. Oh my Weird, God. right? Yes. Yeah. It's, I mean, I'm slightly turned on right now. The current carries the adventurers closer and closer to the island, and as you approach, you are more able to see figures. They are identical in every respect except for their colour. One is black, one is white. Which is, which is excellent. No, I, I yeah, didn't know, notice. I, didn't notice. I, didn't notice. Um, I would have noticed had they been a woman, though. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm they are powerfully muscled, very muscly, uh, with fists like sledgehammers. Sledgehammers. Their heads are blank and featureless. Beneath them on the pedestal sits the source of the constant beat that fills the chamber. It is the creature's heart being driven by this small, small icon. It is very small, yet swings very slowly, and will continue to swing no matter what is done. The adventurers are able to beach their improvised poop boats on the poop island and approach the poop pedestal. As you do so, you will experience powerful emanations from the two figures. The black figure radiates a malign influence of pure evil, sending shivers down your spines. While the white figure counters this with an aura of goodness. (laughs) Very racist. Yeah, Can we really switch them, please? It was the eighties. Acceptable back then. Yeah. What will you do? So the two figures are just mm. rocking, exchanging blows slowly at the moment. <clears throat> and there's a pedestal underneath them. Oh, actually, sorry, they're not animated at all. They're literally just. Frozen in post. That's what I thought. And then it said something about swinging or something. No, there's a pounding coming from this tiny little oh, but thing on the poop pedestal. 
Oh, the tiny They're not doing anything at the moment. Oh. Uh, I mean, yeah, ever. Oh, do we have any beef with this thing? <laughs> do we want to kill it? There is only one way to end. Well, there's not one way, but there's there's one thing that must happen for it to end. There's several things that could happen up to that point. Um, so, what are our options then? Either we um, smash it to bits somehow, or we just remove it gently. Or <coughs> I'm trying to look at what um, <coughs> what <coughs> items we've got. Not a lot, really. We've got a tribal mask. Scroll of Fortune, Eye Patch. <laughs> ah, okay. We have clues I've written down. One of them is called Pendulum of Fate. Yeah, Pendulum of Fate. Mm. The, as, as you have brought up the clue, I am able to tell you that the pulsing sound and the small tiny little icon on the mm. poop pedestal is indeed the Pendulum of Fate itself. <sighs> okay. I think we should take the pendulum of fate very gently from the pedestal, yeah. like um, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm. Good movie. <laughs> <clears throat> the moment you touch the pedestal and the pendulum, the two figures animate, ah! and they begin to battle each other, ignoring you completely. It becomes obvious that the two are perfectly matched. Each blow landed is returned with equal force, and neither seems able to press the home ad- press home at advantage. What will you do? Um. <clears throat> we want the good guy to win, don't we? I don't. Uh. <laughs> we want good to win, not not because okay, he's white. <laughs> yes. Okay. Right. I think everyone gets this. We're not racist. <laughs> okay. Not just. <clears throat> but I wasn't making that. You did say that, didn't you? That the yes, white guy represents. Yes. Okay. Right. Fine. Okay. Um, what does the? What well, I'm going to look at the pendulum of fate and see if it does anything. Ah. Uh, Andrew looks closer at the pendulum fate and notices that the pounding noise has abruptly ceased. Mm. And the whirlpool of blood in the river around them of poop has slowed down significantly and stops. <laughs> the battle between the white and black icons, uh, well, men, muscly men, um, continues. What will you do? Just leave. Mm. You cannot leave. Oh, okay. Um, so there... Are they just punching each other in the face? They're just punching each other. There's no... They're, they're, they're equally matched at this point. Hmm. And... So do we want... We want the... Um, to somehow make the... The white one win. That's a bit racist. <laughs> <laughs> no, kidding. How can we do that? Are they made of stone? It's up to you. It is up to you as adventurers on the trail of the riddling river. I can't think of anything else other than to like try and just stab the um <laughs> the black guy. The black statue. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. I swing at the um the black statue with my mighty weapon. <laughs> Intervening in the battle in the slightest way. 
has upset the balance. Within seconds, the white icon has destroyed its opponent into a thousand shards. The figures you watched fight are the icon of good and the icon of evil, pure personifications of their essences. Now one is defeated, the remaining icon turns to you and speaks. Hello dear, <clears throat> I'm the icon of good and I must battle all that is tainted and impure. Uh, there is evil within you, I can sense its presence and I do believe that you must be purified. No, oh, bows. And what does this uh, purification involve? Is it a nice kind of massage or a detox or is it um, some kind of new diet plan or maybe some uh, therapy sessions? No, uh, it involves um, a good clobbering from me and t- potentially taking your testicles home as a uh, trophy to add to my cabinet or maybe for my wife uh, to use as an executive stress toy on oh. her desk because she's just set up a small business and it is quite stressful right now. We killed evil though. We are good. That's that's not that's not none of my concern because you've upset the balance. I'm the icon of good. He was the icon of evil, and we were balancing each other out perfectly. And you decided to just get involved. So this afternoon has not turned out very well for you. So really, the only way we can really adjust the balance is by killing you. That would seem one way, but I'd like to see you try. <laughs> we have the. Um... The thingy, pendulum of fate. I'm going to swing the pendulum of fate for Ooh, no reason. There's not an option for that. No. Oh, it's only tiny. Yeah, okay. The pendulum of fate bounces off the white man's head and lands on the floor. Oh. Andrew picks it up, slightly ashamed <laughs> of what he's done. <laughs> Um, I will attack you now, you bastards. No, no I'm going to pull out my great, my broken lightsaber. That's broken, like my soul. <laughs> yes, yes, excellent. Um, uh, to battle then, you bastards. Right, this will take a couple rounds at least. Right, you win. I win. <laughs> you win again. I win again. <laughs> I win again. Yes. Oh, I win shit. again. You lose. No, I, you're sorry. I lose. Alright, you win. No, I win. Let's <laughs> go on for I win. You win. I win. You win. Am I supposed to be losing wins? You win. You win. You win. I win. You win. I'm dead. Okay, I mean, I don't entirely get your logic there, but I'll go with it. Wow, what an epic battle that was! Uh, Andrew stands flabbergasted by as Adam Driver wins the battle against the icon of good. I can't believe I'm dead. I did it all for you, Andrew. For the battle for the ages. The sight to behold. Ah, excellent. Once the battle is over, the creature is dead. <laughs> the creature's dead, I don't know why. Um, and you are able to make your escape very oh, yes. easily. Yes. The blood drains from the lake and channels in a matter of moments, and the adventurers will be able to find their way ba- and the adventurers are able to find their way back up to the chamber, into the tunnel, and into a duct leading to the stomach chamber. 
The fleshy walls of this will have sagged downwards. They have sagged downwards, and the channel through which you entered is now easily reachable. At its top of the creature's... Sorry, at its top, the creature's anus is hanging open, gaping, and the adventurers <laughs> may crawl out and into the entrance chamber. All the candles have been snuffed out. We move to the scene end. You stagger out of the temple and across the invisible bridge. You have succeeded! The fresh air has never tasted so sweet, and you've gulped down great lungfuls, which is a bit greedy, to get rid of the foul stench of the enormous creature's innards. With elation, you notice... That Waxley Speed is waiting for you. What? He died? Yes. By a Venus he seems changed, however, and is no longer wearing the same tattered garb you saw him die in. Uh-oh. He hails you. Greetings there, adventurers. I see you've bought me my little trinket. That'll be very useful. You know good and evil now will never be the same. Waxley, your voice has changed. As he speaks, the golden globe which followed you through the shine suddenly appears and shoots in front of you. There is a flash, and the next moment the pendulum has been wrenched from your hands and is dangling from the globe. The golden sphere floats across to the man you knew as Waxley. Thank you, he he continues. You've all done very well. I really must congratulate you, but I'm afraid I must be going. I've got an airship to uh, to catch. It's the Reaver. As he says this, you are engulfed in the shadow of an enormous flying craft. Waxley, or rather, the riddling Reaver... (gasps) Raises the golden orb above his head with both hands. You're a dick, Waxley. He floats into the air and enters the flying ship. You have succeeded in escaping the shrine, but it seems that the victory today belonged to your enemy. The rest of the story will continue in Act 3. Is is that Act 3 the final act? It is. Mm. Oh, good. Thank God. Curse you, riddling reaver! your own bollocks <laughs> you fucking Irish bastard I would if I could <laughs> I, I like that waxy guy we should stay dead though <laughs> yeah see alright so that was that was a really rubbish one but it had a really good twist at the end it did I liked it it was, it was all towards twist like Battlestar Galactica season 3 <laughs> yes almost identical to that well thanks for listening again to the Riddling Reaver we are nearing the end I believe very very oh, close I mean we are yeah, we're almost at the end game. Yeah, we are on the vinegar strokes of this journey. journey. <laughs> so, um, if, if join us next week for more Riddling Reaver. Uh, before we go, though, now it's time to... Uh, you stick it around for Gurdless this time? Uh, no, I've got to go to the toilet. Again? Yeah, yeah I'm, uh, I had um, some uh, fish cakes before I left. Oh, okay. They're not sitting well. You need yeah. to go to the doctor's, man. Oh, Everyone okay. seems to. You're probably going to be there for a good 15 minutes. Yeah, probably for... about 10 to 15 minutes. Blimey. Yeah. But I'll uh, it's a shame side because that's how long he's usually here for. Oh. Do you guys have to get on? Real shame. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. He's really mean to me sometimes. I hope he's not mean to me this time. Oh, I'm sure he'll be alright. Yeah, I'm sure he's. Can we. Can we... You're on my side, aren't you, Sean? Yes, yes, of course. Well, then, yeah, so yeah. here comes James Gurnist. There'll be a bit break, and then back with more James Gurnist. Well, there'll, there'll be James Gurnist, and then we'll, you'll be back with more James Gurnist. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> so here's James Gurnist. Enjoy. James Gurnalist, the games journalist's games journalist. 
Think of me as a cross between Han Solo and Lord Byron, but, you know, more about games journalism. I've spent the last 12 years intrepidly travelling from one end of the globe to the other to bring my audience the very best in untamed games journalism. I've written for websites like IGMM, Nataku, GamePots, Polywogglegon, and uh, magazines like uh, PC Gamering, PC Friends Owning, I Love Games A Lot Weekly Magazine, and Razzle. Anyway, enough about me. I'm uh, looking forward to starting my reviews on uh, Too Much Time in Our Hands podcast. <laughs> Hope you've enjoyed part five of the Riddling Reaver so far. Uh, now it's time to introduce James Gurnalist again. How you doing, James? Well, hi, fellas. How are we doing? I'm doing great. It's, Good, it's great to be back. The yeah. sun is uh, not so much shining in this uh, miserable shithole of a country, <laughs> but it is... I mean, it's definitely there, because it was light today, so the sun was obviously there, but it was behind... Um, the clouds. Yeah, it, yes. it peaked out for a good 10 seconds. 10, mm-hmm. 10 yeah, 15 yeah. seconds. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just a little bit. Like a little turtle. I, uh, poking its head out. I got, I got sunburn, which is typical <laughs> yeah. of me being a ginger. Nice. Yeah, 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 of course, of course. <laughs> yes, little red-headed rascal. <laughs> Are we cool, James? What, you and me? Yeah. Yeah, we're fine. Look, I'm turning a corner. Okay, fine. Cool. I'm turning a corner. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, look, listening back over the... Uh, the last few weeks of my reviews yeah. on the Too Little Time All Upside My Head podcast, um, I was struck by the aggression uh, and the darkness that had clearly been welling up inside me. Um, one review in when I was listening back, I mean, I'd really convinced myself that it wasn't as bad as I thought, mm. um, and that actually it made me appear like a kind of multi-layered, sort of multifaceted emotional onion of a man, <laughs> you know, complex, smouldering, eye-watering, and, you know, good for the heart. High in vitamins, not so good for your breath, and sometimes just kind of sitting there going soft in the vegetable drawer um, <laughs> or box, whatever you've got. Dan, I don't mind. You know how I've got, I've got a drawer, not a big one, but it's you know my vegetable drawer, um, and it's in my fridge actually because I've been told that if you keep onions in fridge, that's good. Cool. Um, cool or maybe that's just apples. I don't know. Um, anyway, sorry. My therapist's been telling me that um, I've just got to let tangents happen. When I when I go, anyway. okay. so yeah, um, yeah. But after the third review, I was convinced that I just sounded like an emo twat, and that's not James Gurnalist. That's not me. I'm not a twat. Well, you know, not a whole one. Maybe just the um, the flaps. <laughs> okay. So as a form of therapy, I've decided to do something else this week, and I'm not going to focus uh, on um, the stuff that makes me unhappy. I'm going to focus on the bits that make me happy. Excellent. I'm going to take some time away from reviewing the endless shit and dross and vile, money-grubbing, fucking horrible, dreary, depressing, shitty, fucking scabby ball sacks and... Okay, hang on. Right, okay. Okay, basically, look, I'm just not going to do reviews for a few weeks, okay? Instead, I'm going to take a look at game world building and perhaps stoke up a bit of that whole our games are arguments, but no ponces, okay, Dan? No, no, Sean, no, 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 not yeah. so much you, Sean. Mainly you, Dan. Thanks. Okay. Um, so to kick this off, Dan, you're talking over me again, mate. All right, just stay calm. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, so, I want to look at a game that I revisit every year, and specifically one part of it, and it's City Seventeen from Half Life Two. Not only is City Seventeen perfectly realised, it's also perfectly detailed, and here's why: it's a hostile place, even at the beginning, before the game really gets going. You just get the sense that everything's a little bit messed up. 
when you step off the train, and that's not a euphemism, you do literally step off a train, uh, your picture is taken by a kind of floating camera droid, and a massive screen plays a welcome message that's delivered by a rollneck wearing white haired man with a beard, um, and it's on a loop. Welcome. Welcome to City 17, he booms at you before proceeding to make references to him establishing his administration in City 17 in the Citadel thoughtfully provided by your benefactors. It's sinister shit, and it's like finding a chickpea in a tin of soup that said it wasn't going to have any chickpeas in it, you know what I mean? That's the sort of level of sinister. So then you notice that all the guards beating up on the poor citizens, and then you notice the razor trains and the alien slaves and the big beating sticks that the guards are carrying and beating people with, and then the interrogation rooms and the torture racks and the fences, the gates, the cages, the cameras watching everything, and you feel that this is oppressive. I mean, not as oppressive as being sat on by Russell Grant, but, you know, it's quite oppressive. <laughs> and things get darker after an escape from a potential interrogation at the train station that was made possible by encountering an undercover ally. Uh, and you find yourself in a huge hall where citizens are being given bags of food from a dispenser and trying to talk to them elicits only scared responses that you, should, you know, shouldn't be seen talking to each other. You know, don't, don't talk to me, I've got to get my little bag of food back home. Um, which is at best rude... Um, and at worst, um, indicative of the general depressing tone of the city anyway. So you leave, because you're feeling a bit helpless and a bit sad about everything, and you step out into a plaza filled with camera robots and citizens hurrying back inside crumbling buildings, and then you notice all this black, metallic, alien tech and force fields clutching hold of everything, um, you know, on the side of buildings acting as gates or guard towers, and you feel like something's taken over the city. And then, in the distance... You notice a building so tall that its top is disappearing into the clouds, and that must be the citadel that you've been hearing that dude with the white hair and the roll neck talking about. Um, and it is. And I mean, to be honest, I could just write an article about the citadel, but um, um, I'll just take a quick look here. Citadel's imposing profile is an ever visible sight in Half Life 2. In most missions, you can see it, it towers over City 17. Uh, and once the rulers of this oppressive police state realise that you, Gordon Freeman, the mute, are here to fuck some crazy shit up, the Citadel opens up and releases swarms of droids, attack helicopters and other horrible things that hound you all the way through the game. I mean, one character even notes that he's never seen the Citadel lit up like it is now you're here, which kind of gives you a good impression of what's going on. But what City 17 does best is impart the misery of an oppressed humanity trying to survive under the heel of an Orwellian regime. And I know I said no ponces, uh, but it's my review, so go fuck yourself. Okay? <laughs> Not you, Sean, so much. Thanks. Um, so at one point, you walk through a ruined play park, and the sounds of children can be heard playing. It's in stark contrast to the lack of any children whatsoever. They don't exist. I mean, it's highly possible that all the adults that you encounter in the game are the last generation of humanity. Unless you, the mute scientist saviour Gordon Freeman, can save them. You know, the old chestnut, the old mute saving the world. Anyway... I get paid by the word, not the minute, so my time is nearly up. All that's left to say is that it's a brilliant masterclass in world design. City 17 is up there as one of my favourites, and the game as a whole, Half-Life 2, it sits happily at the top of my all-time list. Like I say, I go back every year, it's just ace potatoes. And anyone who says otherwise or hasn't played it, um, sorry, anyone who says otherwise hasn't played it or is lying about it to sound cool, which they don't, uh, because they're cunts. So that's it. I'm done. And I feel happier. I feel happier yeah, about that. That's yeah, nice. positive reason. Yeah, that's nice, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of. Yeah. Well, you it's, know, it's, all, it's everything my therapist has been saying I should be doing. Yeah. Um, is espousing good things 
uh, not just endlessly criticising everything and getting angry at uh, Dan. <laughs> what, what? I mean, does my name come up in your therapist? Um, it, it's come up a few times, mate. I'm not going to lie. Um, what did she say? says I've got some sort of pathological vaudance uh, in ter- when it comes to, to you as an individual. And, I mean, not, not as a person, but definitely as an entity uh, in my life. Um, yeah, like a tumour. Oh, cool. So yeah. I'm, I'm the tumour. Yeah, but, but worse. <laughs> you make me really angry sometimes. But, damn, I'm turning a corner and therapy is going very well. Oh, cool. Yeah, so, That's good you know, to it's hear. okay. Yeah. That's very good to hear. Thank you, Sean. Turn I appreciate it. And, uh... Yeah, I appreciate that, Sean. Your support, by the way, has been invaluable. No, pleasure, pleasure. Yeah. 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 Do you see him outside of here? Um, well, he asked me to um, deliver that punching bag with Dan's face on it. Yeah, yeah, thanks for that. That was pretty much the only yeah. time. And I've, I had that lying around, sorry, you know. I've um, I had I've, a spare, so just... Do you have another one? Cause I've, I could probably I've, sort you one out. Yeah. 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 You know that bit at the beginning of uh, uh, The Avengers where... Uh, I haven't seen it. Captain Uganda or whatever his name is, <laughs> is um, <laughs> punching the crap out of that bag. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's, that's what I did with that one with your face on it. Not, it's nothing personal. No, no, it doesn't feel it. No, no it doesn't feel it. Yeah. That's good. I mean, obviously, it's quite personal, but it's not. It's not personal. No, no, that's fine. Yeah. Cool. Um, I think we better wrap this up. Um, cool. Anyway, <laughs> thanks, Harvey James. Is he all right? I'm fine. He's fine. He feels like this. It's a bit of bit of a sense of song. Thanks, thanks to Cody James. Um, we'll yeah, wrap this up then. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, mate. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>